Rick George conducted a media roundtable at the Coors Event Center on Saturday afternoon. What you're going to hear first here is part two, which was with reporters after the cameras stopped rolling. And then after that, you're going to hear the announcement regarding the Sustainable Excellence Initiative entering the public phase. Okay, what does anybody want to talk about? Yep. How not this past season, but this next year, you felt that it was all going to really come together. Now, after this past season, have you tempered your expectations? Um, no, I. You know, when I, I think when we came out with our strategic plan and we said that we were going to win more games than we lose and we were going to go to a bowl game, I thought that was aspirational but obtainable. We won four games last year. I had every expectation that we would. Uh, thank you. When um, more than we lose this year, we didn't, um, uh, which is disappointing. Um, because I know what going to a bowl game does to a program and how important it is. And so I was disappointed in, um, in being 2-10. and 10. Uh, I'm not disappointed at the competitive level of our student-athletes. I think they went out there and compete and fought uh, every game. But... Um, our goal was to win six games and go to a bowl. We didn't. Uh, it's not good enough to be two and ten. Uh, we need to get better. And um, you know, Mike's uh, and his staff are out there working to uh, recruit a class. And I like what I've seen that's come in um, and reported in the spring. And uh, we'll see how we end up in the next ten days in recruiting. But um, we've got to get better. Um, and Mike knows that. And I think if he sat here, he'd tell you exactly the same things that I'm telling you that uh, we've got to get better and and um, you know our goal is to go to bowl games and compete for and win championships and football is no different than any other ones and we need football to um, you know to take the next steps and um, be successful so even after this last year you still expect to be at a bowl next year uh, we have not talked about what our um, our aspirations are for 2015. Uh, Mike and I haven't had a chance to sit down. We've sat down since the season's end, but we haven't really talked about la next year. We're talking more about some immediate issues that we have. But um, um, I, I would expect that we would probably come up with uh, something similar as far as where our goals are and our aspirations for our football team. Uh, but Mike and I haven't talked about that yet. Um, we'll talk about that after recruiting. Can you tell fans who are seemingly getting pretty anxious about uh, hiring a what would I tell them? Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'd like to tell them to be patient, but they'd probably tell me that they're, they're already being patient. Um, you know, we'll hire a, a, a defensive coordinator, um, you know, uh, as I've said, hopefully soon. Um, you know, I, I think, you know, Mike's out there uh, talking to some uh, great people, um, and I know who we've talked to, and I'm, I'm not at liberty to discuss who those are. Uh, but I know he's had some good discussion with some top people. Um, we're going to go after the best whenever we uh, uh, have somebody that leaves us. And I think Mike's doing that. Uh, we haven't brought that search to a conclusion yet, but hopefully we will uh, shortly, and um, it'll make our football program better. There's some rumors that uh, you have some named teams lined up for future football schedules. Do you have anything to announce? Uh, well, we're talking to some, some schools, obviously, about enhancing our schedule. Uh, I think um, 2020 is probably the first uh, 
where we have a need. Is that right, Dave? Um, and we're talking to some schools right now because um, we do want to enhance our football schedule, um, our, our non-conference schedule. You know, I think it's we all know how tough it is to compete um, in this conference. You got nine quality opponents you're going to play every year, so you know we want to be we careful of um, of uh, who we schedule. But you know, as I go back to um, and, and I hate going back because I like to look forward. But when you look at when we were very successful, we were playing against the best week in and week out. And you look at some of those schedules on the wall in the Flatirons Club and who we were competing against. Uh, they were some of the best teams in the country, and I think when you play great teams, it brings out the best in you. And so we're going to look at quality opponents uh, to to come in and play here, and that we'll go play uh, that will um, enhance our football program and, and enhance um, our ticket holders and, and supporters to come back and support what we're doing. Rick, what are your thoughts on the state of the football club, the basketball program? The, the state of our basketball program, I wish we had some guys that were healthy, um, um, you know, but they'll come back and, you know, we've got great leadership with Tad Boyle and uh, we've got a lot of athleticism on that basketball team and, um, you know, we've had some things uh, not go our way, um, but, um, you know, this last second shot was a tough one, but our guys are resilient, they'll rebound and uh, hopefully we'll get a couple players back tonight and I'm not sure what Tad has said about that, but I feel really good about our basketball program. I think Tad Boyle's done an unbelievable job. I think he's going to do an unbelievable job for a long time at CU. I think Linda Lappy, you know, we lose Ariel Roberson, who um, arguably is one of our top players who has an ACL uh, before the season start. That's hurt us. I think you can see our team starting to gel and come back. They won the two Utah games, got a lot of... uh, um, of, I don't know what, what I want to say, but they got they, they felt really good about themselves after beating Utah the way they did at Utah. And then last night, I don't know if any of you had a chance to listen or watch, and I listened to it on my way back from the rodeo, um, and um, they were competing. And, um, you know, they played at Washington, a really good Washington basketball team, and we had a chance to win that game late. And we had uh, Haley Smith that was on the bench in foul trouble, Jen Reese, um, and... Um, you know, they competed and played hard. And uh, so I think our basketball programs are in good shape. And, you know, like I said, we're we're moving in the right direction. And, you know, I think, um, you know, we're going to start a win streak tonight uh, against uh, Washington State. And we'll see where it goes. But I uh, have a lot of um, good feelings about where we're going with basketball. With football, you said 2-10 and ten is not acceptable. Uh, how important is it for Mike McIntyre to be the guy, though, so that you're – get out of that cycle of having to go through coaching changes? Well, I mean, you know, as I've told you before, I'm, I've got uh, tremendous confidence in Mike and where he's going and how he's leading this program. And, um, um, you know, as I said, I don't know, a year ago and when we talked about um, our coaches and I think having consistency at the head spot in our um, programs is important. You know, uh, turnovers, um, you know, is not something that we need. We need some consistency in our coaches, and I think Mike's the guy, and uh, I'm confident in, in where he's going. And, you know, you read a lot of different things, and I don't think, in, you know, a lot of people don't know what's going on in the inside, but I can tell you he's going after the best, whether it's the defensive coordinator, the position coach, our recruiting, and, um, you know, they're working their butts off to have a, a, you know, a great start to our 2015 season. Chancellor Phil Stefano. 
Athletic Director Rick George, and our co-chairs of the Drive for 105, Ariel Solomon, played here, of course, in the National Championship team, and his wife, Kristen. So without further ado, Chancellor, we're going to throw it to you, Tobin, and go right down the line. Great. Uh, thank you, Dave, and uh, welcome to all of you uh, to this exciting day today, and Rick will uh, get into the specifics about what we talked about uh, earlier in the day. But 17 months ago, Rick George came as our athletic director. Uh, in that very short time, uh, he's transformed what we're doing in CU Athletics. Uh, not only transformed the office of the athletic department, but he's transforming um, the facility, uh, I think we'll have one of the top facilities uh, in the country. And in a very short time, uh, he's been extremely successful uh, at raising funds. And there's a commitment from the Board of Regents, uh, the President of the University, and certainly myself as Chancellor, to make sure that we have the best facilities for our student athletes, both academically and athletically. And that's what we have going on right now that will be built in a very short time. Um, so now I'm going to turn it over to uh, Rick uh, to make some comments. Um, Great. Or AD. And, and um, I know usually this time of the year we talk about just about anything you guys want to talk about. So once we get done with this and ask questions, then anything that you want to talk about on whatever subject, happy to do it. Um, and um, we'll give you candid answers like I always do. Um, so today we announced um, a lot of things, really, um, you know, which is really exciting for us. We announced our uh, Sustainable Excellence Initiative goal. Uh, we announced uh, that our co-chairs are going to be uh, Kristen and Ariel Solomon. Uh, we're excited about that. It's uh, two buffs, uh, been in the community for a long time. Uh, Ariel played here when we won a national championship, and uh, you know they created uh, the Solomon Family uh, Scholarship Fund at CU, uh, which we're excited about. So they're invested in uh, where we're going. Uh, so we're excited about that. Um, and uh, they're going to be our ambassadors. They're going to be uh, two that are going to be out there in the community, around our community locally and then around the country, to talk about um, what we're doing in athletics and to help us in our drive uh, to 105. Um, we think this goal, just like our, our, our strategic plan, are uh, aspirational uh, but obtainable. Uh, we feel pretty strongly about uh, where we're going and why we need to go in the direction uh, that we're going with the fundraising dollars that we have. Um, as the Chancellor said, and I'll reiterate it, I think what we're doing is transformational. Um, our facilities, um, as we've talked before when we talked about our strategic plan, uh, are the enabler and the driving force that's going to allow us to achieve our, our mission and our vision. Uh, and it's real simple, and I'll, I'll restate it just so uh, we're all clear how this all fits in, is um, you know, we want to create a premier nationally recognized athletic department by doing three things. We want to um, create a world-class and holistic experience for our student athletes first and foremost. Uh, everything that we do, our priority is our student athlete first. Uh, we want to do it in a fiscally responsible manner. We're going to uh, spend the resources that we have. Um, and, and it's important that we do it that way because we want our people that invest in what we're doing to understand that we, we're going to take great care of their resources uh, that they provide to us. And then the third thing that we want to do is we want to compete for and win championships. Uh, that's what we're all about, and uh, it's important for us. And 
And the reason we're doing this, and, and as I told uh, the group that we had together today when we announced this, is we're doing it because of our student athletes. Uh, in, in my opinion, uh, we've got some of the best student athletes in the country, if not the world. Our, our student athletes are, are doing a phenomenal job. We just had our best term GPA in our history at a 2.961, uh, which is significant. Ten of our 15 sports programs have over a 3.0. We had 14 4.0 student athletes uh, this past semester. Um, they're doing a great job in the classroom. They're competing in the classroom at a very high level. We're very proud of that. Equally, on the uh, as we talk about uh, where we're at athletically, uh, we're 12th in the Learfield Cup, which I think is significant, given the fact that we have 17 sports teams that compete versus some that have 25 to 35. Uh, and, and so we're, we're proud of being 12th after the fall sports. Um, We've also had a lot of success having won back-to-back -back national championships in cross-country, four Pac-12 cross-country championships in a row. Our women's cross-country has done a great job. Both uh, volleyball and soccer went to the NCAA uh, tournament. Our golf teams had a great fall, ranked 39th and 35th uh, respectively. Uh, we've started off our indoor track season with two student-athletes having uh, personal best uh, and setting a weight throw record by Alex Kazarian and um, uh, uh, um, Abriana Torres uh, setting three personal best in the pentathlon and, and winning the Air Force Academy event. So, you know, we're off uh, doing some great things. I think our win percentage for all of our teams uh, driven by the 100 no record of our cross country team. So I'll just throw that out there as a disclaimer that uh, we're about 77% uh, uh, winning percentage for all of our sports teams together. So uh, we're excited about what they're doing. We're also excited about uh, what they're doing off the court. Uh, already to this point in our season, um, our student athletes have given 960 plus hours back to the community, uh, supporting what we're doing in the community, adopting charities and doing d different things. And I think it's important uh, for all of our student athletes to understand the importance of giving back and they do it uh, in a significant uh, in a significant way. So what we did today um, is we announced um, this new initiative, this drive uh, to 105, and um, we think it's important for where we're going long term. And there's two components uh, of that uh, initiative, uh, and one is the endowment piece that we haven't really talked about a lot. Uh, that's important to where we're going. Uh, we want a build a long-term sustainable foundation um, you know I've said this before is when when we leave here whenever that is we want to make sure that the foundation's bigger and stronger uh, than it was before we got here and so it's important for us that we grow our endowments um, as we sit today uh, you know we're not very competitive in that versus our peers and we need to get better um, in in our endowment fund and so as part of our initiative uh, we want to raise $20 million uh, in the endowment side. We've already raised privately to this point about $15 million, correct, Kurt? Plus, uh, we had one more yesterday that came in uh, that we uh, uh, signed yesterday that was uh, at a million dollars. Uh, so that was uh, great to start off this campaign. And then on the other side of it, our capital campaign, and, and this just includes what's documented, what's done uh, is 57 plus million. We've got more verbals. 
Um, our goal is to get to 85 million, um, uh, which brings that total to 105 million. Uh, again, we think it's uh, aspirational, but we think it's obtainable. Um, we're going to take, uh, starting today, really kicks off the public campaign. Every dollar that we raise, whether it's $5 or 10000 I think we've had 1,200 donors to date um, that from 700 donors. Um, so some have given multiple times in this uh, facility. And one of the things that's exciting about this is we've uh, generated over a half a million dollars from unsolicited sources. So what's come online and what's come to us without us soliciting an ask. So it, you know, to me, that shows that people believe in our plan. They, they want to invest in what we're doing, want to invest in our student athletes. Uh, and we're really excited about that uh, part of it. Uh, we've got a long way to go um, and um, you know we're gonna we put it out there publicly today because uh, we want people to know that this is an important project that we're undertaking the reason we've asked uh, Kristen and Ariel to come on board is because of having been a former athlete uh, knowing the benefits um, and I'd love for Ariel to, 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 to talk about that very quickly but the benefits that um, he would get from what we're trying to do uh, whether it's endowing scholarships or coaching positions or building the facilities that we're building, it's really going to be uh, important for our student athletes. And uh, we also announced today um, that the new building is going to be called the Champion Center. Uh, this is where we're going to uh, create and build champions uh, through what we're doing in that facility. That's the northeast corner. Um, and um, so we announced that today. We also announced that the High Performance Center is going to be called uh, the CU, um, i got to get this right, the CU Sports Medicine and Performance Center. Um, and uh, that's a collaboration between Boulder Community Health, our university physicians group, and our CU School of Medicine. We're excited about that uh, because we believe that um, this facility and, and this um, High Performance Center is going to allow us to collaborate and bring more people to our campus to see what we're doing. We think it's going to be a great benefit uh, for the Front Range and for all the residents of Colorado, for our students, student athletes, uh, and it's also, we believe, is going to allow us to attract elite athletes from around the world because we'll do blood testing and physiological uh, testing and a lot of different things in that facility uh, at the direction of uh, you know, Boulder Community Health. Uh, our university physicians and our CU School of Medicine. Um, and then I'm trying to think, did we announce anything else today? The, oh, what we've secured so far. Um, well, if you add up the two, it's 72 million plus uh, that we've, uh, we've got committed to date. Um, and, um, you know, so we've got about 33 million that we need to raise. Um, we're going to take um, the Solomons and myself and the Chancellor are going to uh, go out around the country over the next year. And, and uh, uh, my hope is is that uh, we can get some time uh, a little later than this time next year and really uh, indoctrinate our new facility and have uh, one of the best uh, celebrations that you can have in our new indoor uh, practice facility. So, um, you know, we're excited about what we're doing. We're excited about uh, where we're going. Um, you know, if you haven't been over there recently, these facilities are um, terrific. They're going to be a great benefit uh, to what we're doing. And um, so I'll stop with that for now.
Uh, Ariel, if you can just maybe just give a few things you and Kristen about being the co-chairs and you know what this kind of um, impact it would have had on your career. It would have been a better than a 10th round draft pick. Yeah, I probably could have been a couple <laughs> rounds higher if we would have had that performance there. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah we're, we're very excited just to be, uh, to be partaking in this, uh, this initiative. We feel like it's really an opportunity to create a legacy that uh, is going to stand for a long, long time. And uh, as Rick mentioned, um, you know, I feel like what CU and being a buff has given us uh, many, many opportunities and really has made us part of the buff family for life. And we want to help more student athletes be experience that same feeling uh, of being a buff. And this facility, and in particular the endowment fund that's going to be grown, uh, is going to make sure that those scholarships, that the support that the student athletes need is going to be here in per perpetuity. And uh, when you see the facilities that are going to be available to them, it's going to be just amazing and state-of-the-art, some of the nicest facilities that are here uh, available in the country. And so I know our student athletes are going to perform at a higher, higher level. We'll be able to attract uh, more student athletes. And so we're really excited to help with that initiative. And we're looking forward to uh, help meet the goal. Anything to add to that, Kristen? I'm just excited to be a part of it and, uh, and to, to be on board with Rick and, and with Phil Stefano and, and uh, just encourage people to get involved as well. This doesn't only benefit our student athletes, it benefits our general population of students and our community as a whole. Over half a million people come and into Boulder County each year to take part in the CU Athletics and, uh, and cheer on our buffs. And that puts $71 million, I believe, back into our local community. And it's, it's important that we now invest back into our student-athletes. And the last thing I'll say before we, and thanks, Kristen and Ariel, the last thing that I'll say um, before we open it up for questions is we're united in this. This starts with our regents' unanimous vote. It, it, it starts with the President Benson and his support personally and from his office. Phil, who's, who's uh, uh, been a great friend, but also been a great leader at, on this university and, and at this institution, is in uh, as well and supportive of what we're doing. And it can't happen without the collaboration and unity of all of those entities. So with the regents, the president, and the chancellor, and athletics coming together, and then support from the community, if we're going to do great things at CU, and if we're going to be that premier nationally recognized athletic department. We need the collaboration and the unity of that group. So with that, I'll open it up for questions. And if we can take questions on this first, and then we can get into whatever you want to talk about after that. Is that OK, Dave? Sounds like a plan. Rick, why are you uh, targeting 105 million? Why are we targeting 105 million? Because you know we figure. Um, where we need to go to be able to pay off our bond payments and be comfortable with what we're raising. We've set that goal from a capital initiative so we know that, you know, as we've modeled this out and as we've looked at paying off our bond and our debt, we set a number that we thought was aspirational but something that, that was obtainable that would allow us to pay off uh, our bond uh, debt moving forward. And the endowment piece was a number that we thought was important for us to get to. We're way behind in this space against our peers around the country uh, and we think 20 million is a is a real aspirational effort and we haven't really gone out there uh, and, and said publicly that we want to grow this but for us to be successful long term 
and when we have uh, times when we're not generating the revenue that we need to have the support of the endowment uh, in our annual operating budget is significant for us. And so um, 20 million, uh, 105 actually sounds like a pretty good number to me. Um, I'd like to obviously go beyond that, but uh, that's where we're going. And um, I think we've got a pretty good strategy on how to get there. You know, it, it's it's been real interesting. I don't think it's been difficult. You know, it's just being able to get to as many people as we want to get to. I think, you know, one of the things that I heard when I got here is, you know, I want to see a plan. I want to know what we're investing in. I want you to say what you're going to, I want you to do what you say you're going to do, and I don't want you to move the goalpost. And I think what we've done is we've clearly laid out a strategic plan that outlines where we're going, how we're going to get there, and what the steps are strategically and tactically that we need to to do to be able to get to that space. And I think it's something that people are saying, okay, I know what I'm investing in. And then when you've got great student athletes uh, who represent you in such a great way, um, you know, that's been important for us as well. So, you know, going out to people, the generosity of people, I think, has been amazing. It's just like the other night uh, we had um, – a fundraiser for one of our buffs that's sick, Kyle McIntosh. And the support that we've received from this community and from buffs, supporting buffs, has been amazing. And so I think for us is, you know, we've got the plan that, that people can invest in. We've got a, a clear direction. Um, you know, we, 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 you know, we've just got great student athletes, and, and Kyle McIntosh epitomizes that student athlete. It's the spirit of, of fight and, and uh, being the best in, in all that you can do. And, and um, um, you know, people have been very gracious. Um, you know, to be able to get a half a million dollars of unsolicited money, uh, online donations um, of people believing in where you're going, uh, I think says a lot for the Buff Nation and Buff family. And we've just got to go out there and and see more people and um, and over the next 12 months or longer and there's no timetable on this that's why we call it sustainable um, we're going to go after this and um, and generate as much money as we can to provide the resources if you look at um, our budget over the last couple of years we've done a great job i think of keeping our expenses in line where we haven't done the job that we need to is generating the revenue and the resources that we need and so we're going to really focus on that and this, but this initiative is at the forefront of all of that. All the other things, the licensing and, you know, sponsorship sales and all those other things will come uh, along with that and with the success that we're having. And, um, you know, like I said, I think that's why people are investing because they feel like we've got a clear plan. We're doing what we say we're going to do. We're not moving to goal plus. As a matter of fact, we're bringing them closer because this build is aggressive. If you think about it, we didn't hire a design build team less than a year ago. And we're going to have a project with the exception of our indoor practice facility that'll be complete by the time our student athletes get here um, in August. And that's 337,000 square feet of new space, and it's 38,000 square feet of renovated space. We're tripling our uh, academic uh, center, our Herbst Academic Center. Uh, we're creating new sports medicine space. 
uh, new strength and conditioning space, the benefit to our student athletes and our students in general, having an indoor track in our community is going to be significant. So I think that's a long answer to your question. Recruited them once, got to do it again. Right. <laughs> well, I think you know we were we were as I said excited to see the goal uh, first of all so close and so precisely laid out, um, and we were just really excited to be part of uh, this new legacy that's being built. I know how important uh, it was the support that I got when I was at CU, uh, both academically and. Uh, athletically, you know, it's, as we all know, it's very difficult to compete in an academic classroom at the University of Colorado, no matter who you are, and it's very difficult to compete on the performance athletic fields, no matter who you are, with the best athletes in the world. And I know that our athletes and our student athletes they need more support, and so we're excited to help support those athletes uh, that are here today and the ones that are going to come forward, because I think that's part of being a buff, and that's why really why we want to give back uh, for all the all the buffs that came before me and to help support me and gave me the opportunity to come here. We want to help support the athletes here and the ones that will come in the future. Rick, the news release says that after the 105, you can turn your attention and focus to the next set of priorities. What would those be? Well, we haven't established uh, what those uh, will be yet. I mean, our focus right now, and you know, we've kind of had blinders on as it relates to these facilities because you know when we initially started, um, this, you know, one of the requirements that the regents had is that we generate one third of um, of the funding before we could begin to build. So, you know, we really were laser focused on that, and to get to that point, and then to get to this point where we could announce our next stage. But you know, there's a lot of things that I think we need to do long term uh, from a facility standpoint. You know, at some point we'll need to address uh, the inside of the Coors Event Center and. You know, um, you know, we've got some other facilities that need some help. You know, we've we've got our uh, Balch Field House that we need to look at and address uh, moving forward, uh, along with the university, because I think um, you know where that sits uh, as a connector between athletics and academics. I know the chancellor and I and others will be discussing that um, in the future, but. Um, you know, for now, we're, we're, we're laser focused on this because we need to get this done. We need to raise the revenues and the, the, the funds to, to comfortably uh, uh, pay this off long term. And, uh, and then we'll start focusing our energies on what's next. You talk about sustainable. Colorado's history has been built this competitive, and then all of a sudden it starts to be like this, and now you're going to come back up here. How do you change that? That has been a roller coaster for well you know there's always going yeah there's going to be cycles you know there's going to be you know times when when things are going great and you're going up here and then you're going to have but what we hope is that when we when we have those years that aren't as successful as that, that we would like is they're not valleys they're just small de declines in, in in where we're going and you know from a sustainability standpoint we want to sustain this and so what we tell our student athletes today and our coaches and and we always talk about last year before we get into this year and and what we've talked about is that the bar that we just set we want to go above that bar each and every year and that we want to raise uh, where we're going and you know we like everything else there's peaks and valleys uh, to everything we want to make our peaks high and we want to make our valleys 
um, that don't go very very deep. And so uh, that's our focus. And uh, you know, I think our student athletes have bought into it. Our coaches have bought into it. We push each other quite a bit. You know, I'm a big fan of um, a big believer in that you got to get people out of their comfort zone um, to make them great. And um, I think we're doing that. Um, you know, we've tried to be. You know, we we don't always go out and talk about our business, but um, and what we're doing. But I think it's important when we put things out there publicly because I think it holds us accountable. Uh, and and sometimes when you put things out there publicly, it gets people out of their comfort zone. But I think that's what really. It generates greatness. So, um, from a financial standpoint, is that where the endowment fits in? Because we're talking about being able to pay, not, not just pay for this building, it's being built, but continue to, right. to do these improvements because you can't, I mean, you can't, but I don't, can you have these huge fundraising efforts every, you know? No, I don't think so. And, and, and there, you know, we've, we've got to do a better job of generating revenue outside our fundraising efforts. And we're looking at very creative ways. I mean, three of the things that we're doing in this facility. Three different areas will be used for non-game day business. Um, you know, the new touchdown club, the champions club, and the rooftop terrace um, are our ways. You know, uh, having a, a partnership with our high-performance sports center is going to allow us to have some monthly and annual revenue that comes through that. So we're trying to think traditional and non-traditional ways uh, for us to generate revenue. If you look at our revenue. And, and I know there was an article out in um, the USA Today about revenues that were, have been generated. You know, we're, we're not very good there. And uh, we need to uh, build our football program. Our football program needs to generate a lot more revenue than we're generating today. We need to look at creatively how we can generate uh, more revenue in our men's basketball program. We've got to look at our women's basketball and volleyball and how we generate revenue there, our licensing, uh, the way we sell our sponsorships. Um, 62 million uh, in revenue probably places us 10th in the conference. That's not good enough. We need to do better than that. And then now that we're in this new governance structure uh, with the 65 schools, uh, 64 other schools that we'll be competing against, we need to raise our game. Uh, we've got new NCAA legislation that's coming out. Um, and we've got to be ready for that, and um, and um, we're going to be. And um, so this initiative is important to us, but we also got to do all the other things underneath that support our operating budget that are going to allow us to do and provide the support that we need for our sports teams and our programs. And you know, there's a lot of things that we want to fix, and I hear a lot, you know, from a lot of people about um, you know our speaker system, which I sat in the game Thursday night, and that was a, a mess. And you know, we need to fix that. And there's a lot of things like that that we got to fix. And we've got to prioritize what those are. But if we go back to what our priorities are, they focus on student athlete first and foremost. That's why we're building this facility. That's why we're tripling academic space. We're doubling sports medicine space. We're building a new weight room. Uh, we're providing the resources that will allow our student athletes to have that world class and holistic experience. Traveled around the Pac-12 and, and seen a lot of what other schools have done to help their athletic departments, or what those athletic departments have done to help themselves. And I know you put a lot of time into uh, exploring what CU needs to do and how it needs to go about doing it. I'm wondering what have you learned in, in all of that? What has been most eye-opening to you? Well, you know, uh, Kyle, as, as we talked over 17 months ago. Uh, when we were making a change uh, in the AD's position, 
Uh, I said that athletics is a business and we have to operate as business. And, uh, and that's what's happening around the country. And frankly, we, we weren't operating uh, as a business until Rick George came in as our AD. And now when I'm going around the country, uh, instead of you know, listening to what everyone else is talking about uh, with their facilities, with their academics, with their sports, now people are asking me what's going on in Colorado. Uh, they're looking to Colorado uh, as really taking a leadership role. Uh, I think our facilities, when they're completed, uh, will be among the best, uh, certainly uh, in my mind in, in Pac-12 uh, and around the country. And I think people now, uh, other chancellors and presidents and ADs, are looking at Colorado very differently than when we first joined the, uh, the Pac-12 because of the investments that we're making, uh, the quality of coaches that we have, the athletic director. It's a solid team now at Colorado. And, uh, and I don't see that all the time at every other institution. And as Rick said, when you put the Board of Regents, the President, the Chancellor, the AD, everyone working together, and you have supporters such as Ariel and Kristen who are willing to help, um, that sends a very significant message, very positive message uh, to our colleagues in the Pac-12, but also to the student athletes that we're recruiting. Been here for a long time and seen a lot of stuff, you know, go on here. Why did it take so long to get to this point? Well, you know, I, I think we 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 weren't looking uh, at operating athletics as business. Uh, we uh, were, you know, looking to the past and you know what we achieved uh, on that championship team when when Ariel was here, and we really weren't looking at that the future and how athletics has really changed. Uh, and uh, I know that you know, when, when I talked about we we're gonna start operating as a business uh, approximately you know, two years ago, uh, I think there was a lot of skepticism of number one, what does that mean and will it ever happen? And, uh, and it's just bringing in the right people at the right time and bringing in Rick George when we did was the right move at the right time. I'm glad he made that move. <laughs> Any other questions for the group? Yeah, I kind of wanted to ask a little bit about um, the decision to bring back your wine sales. Either um, one of you or both. Actually, I'll answer it. Okay. And it's a real simple question. We're not doing anything different than we've been doing. We're just expanding the areas that we're doing it. Um, so it's no different um, than um, our club level in the fifth floor on, the, on our suite level in football. We've got two other club areas that we created, one outside in football, one in Balch Fieldhouse that was a even a little uh, more stringent uh, than what we're doing in the club level because you have to be 21 or older to get into those areas. So if you look at what we're doing here at the Coors Event Center, it's nothing different than what we've done in Chips Corral or um, that we currently have up there. We, we serve food and uh, beer and wine. We're doing the same thing in two temporary areas that are on our concourse. We're listening to our fans and what they want. And we've done that. It's been very controlled. We've managed it very well. We've intended to do this uh, in a manner that's smaller rather than bigger because we want to make sure that it fits in, in our vision and our mission and what we're trying to be and who we represent. So um, it's really just a, an expansion of our, our what we've been doing. 
there been any issues with since it's nope. been expanded? No, it hasn't. Actually, um, it's been very well managed, and uh, you know we've had very few incidents, and uh, I think everybody's very comfortable with what we're doing. You talked about other uh, universities around the country. Um, it's still relatively rare for universities to have the. Yes and no. I, I don't think it's rare. I think if you look at everybody, I think there's a, a lot of schools that have club levels. And, and look, we're not looking around to see what other schools are doing. We're doing what's right for Boulder and CU, and that's how we make our decisions. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm real confident about what we're doing and how we're doing it and the way it's supporting, um, you know, what our fans want. And, um, you know, we'll continue to look at it very closely um, because, um, you know, what we want to do is we want to create an environment and an experience that everybody can enjoy. And, uh, you know, we're focused on our experience game day. We, we had some, some hits and some misses during football. Um, you know, we're, we're changing things as we go. We've made some uh, changes with our partner in Levy to, to create some new leadership here uh, that I think is going to be beneficial for us. So, um, you know, we're, we're always looking at ways to get better. The university went away from it in 2007 in this venue. What's changed since then? What's changed since when? 2007. So, yeah. well, what, what, you know, we didn't, uh, when we're no longer selling beer and wine, or beer at least in the stadium. Uh, it's at the club level and those selected areas that Rick mentioned, uh, and the same for Coors. And uh, to my mind, I think it, it's, it's actually helped, uh, especially uh, during football season, uh, because you don't have the individuals leaving the stadium and going out to their cars and, uh, and so on. Uh, we have control, uh, it's managed very well, and we have very few incidents. So uh, overall, I'm very pleased at what's been going on. Rick's gonna stay and answer questions on whatever other topics you wanna to discuss, but anything else for the Solomons of Chandler? And I'll ask the last one, how did a Boulder Knight, but the Boulder Panther have with a fair they all come over to Fairview. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Kristen Ariel, thanks. Thank you. We'll Thank see you in a chance, Thank you. Thank you.